This episode may contain explicit language. Welcome to Karen Feeding, the show where we parent together. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's 9, and Teddy, who's 7. We live in Tokyo, Japan. Hey, I'm Lucy Lopez. I host the Mamacita Rica podcast. Um, mother to Amelia, who's 13, Avery, who's 11, and we live in Miami, Florida. I'm Zach Rosen. I make the Best Advice Show podcast, and I'm dad to Noah, who's six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit. Well, today on the show, we've got a couple who are looking for advice about public versus private school. Their kid is gifted, and they've fallen in love with a local private school, but they're also grappling with some guilt. How important is it to give your kid the best if it also means putting them in a privileged bubble? Later on, we're also going to recommend some things we're loving right now and think you might too. And then if you're in the Slate Plus Club, we're going to talk about yelling. Hopefully without actually yelling. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. The three times I've said it's super chill, mom. Cool vibe, mom. Mom, you're so nice, mom. Uh, All that. Nobody listens to me. Right. So I have to get a little crazy so they understand that I'm not effing around. By becoming a Slate Plus member, you'll enjoy a weekly bonus segment and all your beloved Slate podcasts without any advertisements. It's the ultimate way to enhance your listening experience while also providing vital support to the show. You can join Slate Plus today by visiting slate.com slash care plus. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll see you back here in a minute for our listener question. All right, we're back and diving right into our listener question. Dear Karen Feeding, I'm looking for some feedback about public versus private school. Not judging other parents for their decision either way as I share our thoughts and feelings. My wife and I both attended public school and are generally big supporters. My wife is a former regular and special education teacher. Turns out we have a gifted kid and his current 4K teacher recommended we look at the local gifted specific private school. We did, and both fell in love. We've got the money to live a nice lifestyle, save for college, and pay the tuition. The school is only K-8, through so he'd definitely go to public high school. This private school has an overall accelerated pace, but meets kids where they are. They take Friday afternoons off from academics and have concerts, student performances, or clubs. Class sizes are much smaller than public schools or even other private schools. Other than the accelerated pace, it's what all students deserve. But we can't give all kids that opportunity. We can give our kid that opportunity. This isn't a racial or class thing for us. The school does have some scholarships and is somewhat diverse, but differently diverse than the local public schools. I grew up poor. Most of my family still is. And it's important to me that my kid is comfortable around people from all socioeconomic statuses. We're embarrassed that drop-off is full of BMWs and Mercedes instead of Subarus and Hondas. So we are stuck. It feels like the right thing to just do the private school. But there's guilt there. We did check out one local district with a strong gifted program, and we'll look at another soon. But the first one fell far short of the private school. Zach, do you have some advice? (laughs) Yes, I totally feel you here, and I appreciate how you are really like thinking about what you believe in. And also, this is what happens all the time. Something comes up and it's just more complicated than you thought it was before. I think you should totally do your due diligence. You said you're checking out some other public schools. The first one didn't quite work out, but there might be one that is actually going to meet all your needs. And because 
you are so aligned ideologically with public schools and that, that, that you know the ethos of, of public schools i think yeah you should you should do some more investigating but if you end up at this private school which sounds wonderful don't feel guilty i know it's a lot easier said than done but like think about like who are you thinking of in your life that's going to be like you know who's going to private school like who is that person and just kind of interrogate like why you are hung up on what other people might think of you but um your taxpayers you're supporting public school there are probably some other ways that we can talk about to support public schools without your kids necessarily attending them but i think you need permission to go to this private school if that's where you end up and i grant you this permission even though i know you're not asking me can i ask really quick are you guys public or private school kids i was kind of an unruly child um and my mom wanted me to attend public school so i can be a scrappy kid um my mom uh public school she didn't want me to go to private school when i was in elementary school she was like no you middle school you are going to public school and she sent me to the most public school in miami-dade county ever and she did that and and i i've always had like why did you do this she was like because you needed to grow up you needed to grow some thick skin like i needed you to just scratch up your knees and get knocked out a few times um and then they sent me to private school for high school and your kids um, my kids are in charter in yeah. florida Charter's kind of like i don't know uh, if they have it in detroit or tokyo i doubt in tokyo but it's a public school with private school vibe yeah mm-hmm. yeah Noah's at a public charter school um and i went to public school mm-hmm so and I, I went to private school, well, Catholic school, private school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the kids overseas, they've always been in, obviously, private inter- international schools. Oh, we did public school in the Netherlands. And then anyway, I, we've done a little bit of everything. So I feel like we have a good range. I was trying to figure out, like, we, we have experience mm-hmm. with, with all of, all of uh-huh. the things. My, my mom was most concerned about, um, you know, my, my parents are immigrants. So my, my mom is an immigrant. My, my dad was born here in uh, he was born in new york so my mom's approach to school was very different than maybe like the rest of america where she was like Mm -hmm. i need you to go to public schools i need you to learn how to defend yourself you need to be strong you need to be you know scrappy you need to stand up for yourself you know being an immigrant in this country wasn't very easy you know they didn't come to miami when they first came to this country they went to new york so for her her idea of like sending her daughter to a public school was like you got to do this and then we're going to sacrifice the world and hold it over your head for the rest of your life and send you to a private high school and mm-hmm. the reason why she did that was because she felt at the time that that would increase my chances of getting into a better university or mm-hmm. a four-year college whatever it is she was like, I just felt that that was the right thing to do at the time for you and where we live. Now, she's right. It helped me get into uh, a college. It wasn't, you know, a, you know, UM or anything like that. I just went to like a regular college. I did two years. What it also did was exposed me to feeling bad about where I came from um, and understanding that everybody around me had a lot more money than you know i could ever imagine and i experienced like socioeconomic bullyism like you know these kids Mm -hmm. were terrible um Mm -hmm. and 
and they were not scared to rub it in your face that their parents and they were very well off and I wasn't. Mm. And I had a group of friends who, you know, their parents sacrificed, you know, their lives for them to go to private school. So it exposed me to what money looks like or what it looked like. It exposed me to this environment that, yeah, I, I had friends who fathers were doctors and this and this. But I saw the ugly side of all that. Mm-hmm. I saw the good. I saw that they can do wonderful things with all the money that they had. But it didn't necessarily mold me into who I am today. And sometimes I feel that some parents are like, oh, they got to go to private school because they're going to get a better education and better friends. And I didn't really make my really close friends till college. It wasn't in that private Catholic high school. So... Mm-hmm. When you make that decision about sending your kid to private school, have the conversations because my parents didn't have that conversation with me. They were like, you're just going to go to the school and you're going to like it. Okay, do what I say. Um, And when I got there, I remember walking in, walking past the cars, you know, they BMWs, Lexuses, Corvettes, Porsches. And they were freshmen in high school who were driving these cars. And I was like, what like i don't know that lifestyle i was catching the city bus to go to school a lot so for me i understood where my mom did it when my parents decided to do that i think it was more like a behavioral issue than anything else and then it turned into something else once why i was in high school i have two thoughts this topic is something that brings like like i think just the topic of school Mm. like i feel the way I think Lucy did when I said I was sending my kid off on the subway. Like I like my insides are like jumping Mm. because I want to say that all of this is made up. Some person came up with this Mm -hmm. and we all do it. (laughs) Right. And I think that's important in having this conversation because you can make all these choices and it could make all the difference and it could make none of the difference. Being told that your child is gifted and being told your child is like good at this. These are all things that like feel good and have all this emotion. And so to just take a step back and say like, this is still like a human child in a human system that we have made up is important when you're doing this. So the other thing I want to say is that to me, the most important thing in a school And in finding something for your child is, is your child happy? Mm -hmm. Is your child supported? Mm -hmm. And will your child feel safe being there? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think anything else is kind of a gamble. There's just going to be trade-offs no matter what. Something is going to be lost regardless of the public or private school. And something is going to be gained. So like no, no situation is going to be perfect. But I also now as a mother of two... I did realize that a lot of decision makings that my family did was uh, for school was out of fear. Private school is not for everybody. And I think like that was like what they thought was the right thing to do at the time. Mm -hmm. But if you were to ask me today, well, will you put your girls in private school? I'd be like, absolutely not. It is all BS. It's all made up. They're going to learn the same thing anyway. Um, What? They may have a leg up on maybe the science book that they're reading in this class opposed to the one that they're playing. They're reading in the in the private school. I mean, it's just it's all very different. But um, I think as a as as I become, you know, this mom where I feel it's a job every second of the day, uh, I'm learning that they made those decisions 
because they didn't know what to do and and mm-hmm. you know and but i don't think private schools for everybody i really don't and the fact that you know you said ask are they happy I would cry to my mom, take me out of this school. No, you will do what I say. As much as she hated communism, she was the most communist person in the house. (laughs) I do want to comment on the kind of private school guilt because it's, this is like a real thing and there are tons of Mm -hmm. great articles out there. So I would encourage our letter writer to like, go look into that, Mm -hmm. but to fundamentally say that if you'd feel in your heart, this is the right thing. And one something I always say is you can always change your mind. So if you go, if you choose the private school and you hate it, it's okay to go back. If you choose the private school and you love it, I don't think that you need to feel guilt about it. If you feel like there are things you need to do to bolster the public school in your area or to the community. Great. But I, I think this idea that there's guilt because you are able to give your children something is, is not, Helpful. a place you need to spend a whole lot of your time yeah. like put that energy into bolstering your community some other way yeah. because you just sitting there feeling guilty about it is not going right. to help anyone that that wasn't supposed to be I, I think it's a very common feeling and I certainly had that even just homeschooling like what am I doing by removing us from this system like am I turning my back on a system that I think needs to exist mm-hmm. right like the, the public school system we need because because it serves so many different Um, things even if I think it's all made up it's a system we need so I would just say like I think that's something that you can read about kind of educate yourself and then I hope that if you make this choice that you do not walk around with this guilt that you have done what you think is best for your child well listeners I am so sure that you guys have thoughts on this (laughs) I'm so sure please send it in to us like if you want to call and yell at us about this we we want you to do that so if you have yelling please let us know we love hearing your voices it it sinks in a little bit more so give us a call you can leave us a voicemail you don't even have to talk to us just leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318 and of course you can email us at karenfeedingpod at slate.com that's also where you can send us any of your own questions we'd love to know what you want us to talk about so uh, drop us a line we're going to take one more break and then we'll see you back here for recommendations all right Let's move on to recommendations. Zach, what are you recommending this week? I just opened my weather app to verify the weather right now here in Detroit. It's 11 degrees. <laughs> and it, Sorry, it, it, yikes. Yeah, yikes. laugh. It's hilariously <laughs> cold and it, it's minus six with a wind chill. And that's why I'm recommending this part chore, part science experiment for your young ones to do. You know how if you live in a place like Michigan, you have to like start your car 20 minutes before you want to leave if you want it to be reasonably comfortable before going in. Um, and there's often just like a sheet of ice on your windshield. Instead of hacking away with the ice pick thing, my mom sent me this video and I've been doing it since. You just fill a big like storage Ziploc with warm water, give it to your kid, send them outside to the windshield and have them just brush the windshield with this warm uh, plastic bag and on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. On the outside. So the bag, you know, just like this bag of water becomes the steamy wiper and it works so well and it's very satisfying. And I think your kid, you know, six and above could probably handle this. It might be a fun activity and a good way for them to get out of your hair as you like finish making lunch. So de-ice your car in the winter with a warm plastic bag of water. I love everything about this. Chore, 
something your child is doing for you? Science. So many birds. <laughs> Great parenting. Four Look birds. At you. I love it. You're Four killing birds. it, Zach. You're killing <laughs> it. Four birds, one bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucy, what are you recommending? I'm, I'm going to bring up vision boards. And I know some of you may be like, oh, vision board for children? Yes. But make it fun. Make it a family vision board and don't do the whole year. Do quarterly vision boards. Lock in January, February, March. Have conversations about what their goals are for each month, what they want to achieve emotionally, mentally, what they want to do for school, whether it's I want to be able to be trusted to ride my bike all the way to Tokyo and see Aunt Elizabeth and come back on a train. Mm. Like stuff like that. These are things we want on our vision board. And then collectively, do it as a family. Mm. Sit down, talk about it, and at the end of every month, check in on that vision board. See what they ha- what they accomplished in the month of January, March, February. Like just check it out. Check in with them weekly. I mean, I know everybody tries to check in with their kids on a daily basis, but check in with them. See if they've accomplished something on that board. When they each come up with their goals for each month for this quarter come up with a family goal. Maybe the family goal is to ride that bike around the block a few times together as a family. Maybe that goal is to put down your devices Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. Um, Maybe your goal is to have one family night of, you know, 90s movie marathon on a Saturday night. As little as that sounds, it brings a little bit of structure to their goals. It shows them responsibility. It it teaches them about scheduling their time and lets you in into what they perceive to be important for them right now. Great. I'm going to do this. I love this. It's fun. This sounds so fun. Yeah. What about you, Elizabeth? I am recommending a very practical math app. This is for your like younger set. If you're trying to get those like um, addition, subtraction, beginning multiplication Mm -hmm. facts down, it's called Sushi Monster. I believe it to be free. There's an octopus in the middle and he's giving you um, the answer and you are picking the sushi plates around to make that answer. And um, it's just a really great way and a different way to kind of uh, drill those facts and and have it be fun. Um, It also, I believe it to work offline. So it's great if you're traveling. So it's called Sushi Monster. My kids started playing it really young because they didn't really care if they got it wrong. It's not like a big penalty. Um, So if your kids have some number sense or think it's fun, Hmm. give it a try. I literally just downloaded it. Thank you. Okay, let me know. Yeah. Report back. We have lots to report back on Indeed. next week, listener. Indeed. So you'll you'll have to come back and see how we're all doing. And that's our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and of course, tell your friends. This episode of Karen Feeding is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Lucy Lopez and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. 